0: So this is the Dr. Harold Miniature and Collectibles paid read, is that what we're calling it? Okay, here we go. Dr. Harold, noted professor of collectibles with a Ph.D. in Funko, has gathered the best of the best collections and collectibles in one online store. For the collector, Dr. Harold has action figures from McFarlane, Mezco, NECA, Marvel, DC, Bandai, and Ninja Turtles, plus Pokemon cards, retro toys, Dragon Ball Z, G.I. Joe, Mandalorian, Star Wars, Star Trek, Game of Thrones, Power Rangers, Strange Things, Rick and Morty, Transformers, Magic the Gathering, John Wick, Harry Potter, Indiana Jones, (gasps) Oh, boy, that's a lot. Also, board games, card games, and for those mystically inclined, tarot cards. DrHarold.myshopify.com That's DRHarold.myshopify.com Dr Harold Dr. played varsity for the University of Retail Therapy so he knows what sports fans want. Bobbleheads, Panini baseball cards and collectibles for the NFL, the NBA and the Soccer Leagues. Just just go now. DrHarold.myshopify.com DRHarold.myshopify.com you're gonna love that new stuff is added all the time. So the treasure hunt for you can continue. Dr. Harold's Miniatures and Collectibles online, com.
1: Tonight's exciting story by Ron Evans is called Arctic Treasure. years to tell this story, 50 to be precise. Yet, after all this time, I still doubt if anybody will believe me. It happened in the summer of 1920, and I had just graduated. Being in need of money because of the recent death of my parents, I decided to pander to my spirit of adventure before settling down to my chosen profession. I joined a Norwegian whaler, And during the trip into the Arctic, was quickly promoted to a deckhand in one of the small whale chasers, which in those days was little more than a small tugboat in appearance, and crewed by six men. We went as far north as Baffin Bay, harpooning whales and flagging them for the mothership to collect later. It was a bad season, though, and as the time came close to our return, it, it was decided to add to the trip's profits by catching a few seals. From the whaling grounds, we sailed into Hudson Bay, the north into Fox Basin, a wilderness of ice floes and towering bergs.
2: Aye, catching seals is not a job for a screamish man to shoot them, don't you? Only the adult ones. The pups have got to be clubbed. (laughs) No need to pull a face, Tim. You'll get used to it. Why not shoot them? What's the difference? I suppose the fur, uh, the least damaged fur, brings the highest price. And, of course, the pups' furs brings in the best price. Cruel. Oh, one sharp blow from the club kills them outright. Then we skin them on the spot. (sighs) Rather not have to do it myself, sir. Well, since you're the junior on board, you'll probably be detailed to look after the ship, anyway. I've been seal-catching now for ten years. And it still makes my blood run cold. Their attitude, they look in their eyes when they... when you lift the club. Helpless yet trusting. Well, it's got to be done, Snorri. Yeah. So the fancy women can have their fashionable coats. We get a good bonus from it, don't forget. I can't live without it. Well, is that Okay. I don't have to look into their eyes. What's that? Are we stopping? No. Now we're getting in among the icebergs. It becomes a long, tedious routine of slow ahead and full ahead. Keeps whoever's on the wheel on his toes, especially at night. What's so special about the night? Well, the searchlight on the bar? We keep at half speed all the time. Then, in spite of the light, gives a man chance to maneuver. Remember, for every ton of berg above the surface. At ten tons below. That's right. So one that's low in the water is difficult to spot with the light. But it could sink us if we hit it at full speed. Yes, I see that. I'll be glad when the trip's finished. I can't say I'm a born sailor. <laughs> yeah, I remember how many times you uh, you get seasickness after we leave Glasgow. <laughs> it took four days for my stomach to settle down. So I've had my fill of so-called adventure... This is my last trip, anyway. Brief. What's happening? Relax, boy. It'll be happening all the time. We must have hit a small underwater ice floe. Nothing to worry about. I thought it was going to come through the bottom. No, these chases are built strong. It's nearly four. Time I got ready to relieve Tom Brewer on the wheel. You're lucky, Tim. Only got the cooking to worry about. I think I'll get some sleep ready. I'm on at midnight. The worst darn watch. Tim, you don't call me for dinner, huh? Are <laughs> see seasick, Snorri? No, boy. I have to have my wits about me for the hunting tomorrow. And the only way is to get as much sleep as possible.
1: When dawn broke the next morning, I went out on deck. In every direction lay a white desolation of ice flows, so tightly packed that the clear blue of the water could barely be seen between them. Only one thing stood out, the huge iceberg dead ahead of us. Its peak was at least fifty feet high, and it was a quarter of a mile in width, and the greater portion of this was not more than a few feet above sea level. The skipper reduced speed as we drew close to the berg. We slowly nosed our way through the pack ice. Then hard a port on the wheel, we came alongside a flat stretch of the berg, as neatly as we did the mothership. Fred, Snorri and Lars jumped over the sides of the ice, each armed with a sledgehammer and two steel pike. These were hammered into the ice to hold fast our mooring ropes. We had moored at the point nearest to the steep rise of the berg, and the peak now towered above our tiny ship, only a few yards away. Littering the berg was a huge colony of seals, literally hundreds of them, most watched with interest, unaware of the fate in store for them.
3: Stay on board and keep a watch in the morning uh, Yes, Skipper I
2: hear you've no stomach for this kind of work anyway <laughs> He's got you taped, Tim More like you told him, didn't you? All right, I'll admit it I'd have hated to see you being given the killing work Well, I have to look after the moor. Well, for that, I suppose I should be thankful But why I should have to stand here and watch the ropes of the mystery? They look very secure to me You're dead wrong, Tim Bergs can be very treacherous They'll split in half, crumble even on the slightest pretext. Thanks for the cheerful news. What will you chaps do out there if that happens? <laughs> Make a mad dash back here if we can. Oh, there's little risk to the ship, laddie. We're all right, really, so long as we don't get dunked in the water. And if you do? A man's life expectancy in that water's less than a minutes, I've heard. Oh, here's the mate, Fred. You ready, Freddy? Yes. Yes, I was just warning young Tim here of the dangers. Oh, great. That saves me the job. But what do I do if the berg does start to break up? Into fragments, I mean. Yeah, well, you see the slope over there? Yeah. The main danger lies in a split appearing there and breaking away. The broken part could roll and drag the ship over with it. Now, if that happens, cut the moorings. (laughs) Don't look so alarmed, kid. It's a million to one, but it's as well to know. Okay? Yes, yes you find a fire axe, fore and naft. Go along and put them beside the bollards, just in case. Okay, Freddy, let's go. Skipper Snorri and Lars are waiting for us.
1: I watched them go, rifles slung over their shoulders and long clubs swinging from their hands. They didn't bother with a few seals in sight of the ship. The main colony was on the other side of the berg. I got out the axes and laid them on the deck. of the slaughter in my mind's eye. As the shots echoed out across the stillness of the icy waste, small chunks of ice broke away from the high peak and came down the slope in numerous miniature avalanches. At first it worried me, but I quickly realized it was of little importance, and only caused by the sound waves of the shots. Trying to take my morbid thoughts off the slaughter, I studied the white peak which had obviously once been part of a glacier. I looked at a point a third of the way up. A large chunk of ice dislodged itself and came tumbling down, breaking up into small pieces during its descent. The particles came to rest on more than fifty feet from the ship. When I looked back, there was a dark scar at the point where the ice had broken away. And the more I looked at it, the more intrigued I became... Be the cause, I wondered. Something up there, I'm sure of it. If I could just get a closer look. Of course, the skipper's binoculars. With luck, he'll have left them in the wheelhouse. I'm not sure he won't have taken them with him. Ah, here they are. Maybe I'm just imagining it, or it could just be a crevice in the ice. a piece of timber up there. It's it's too timber at that. Perfectly rounded and neatly cut off at the end that's sticking out. It's it's almost as though it's the yardarm of another ship. It can't be. How can a ship be in the middle of an iceberg? I was both astonished and very curious. And this made me do a foolish thing. Yes. Foolish it may have been, but I'm glad to this day that I did. Putting the binoculars back into the wheelhouse, I then jumped over onto the ice and started up the slope. It rose only gradually at first. But soon the going became harder as it got steeper. Chunks of ice slid from under my feet, but I kept on, my eyes fixed on that piece of wood. Then I had in my hand... And solid, smooth wood it was. It poked out through a hole in the ice, which was about two feet wide. It must be part of a ship. I wonder how big it is. It goes deep inside the berg. There's just enough room for me to... but there was no way down and then stared in awed fascination wondering what tragedy had befallen these vikings so long ago and marveling at the miracle that had preserved them for so long look at the man at the steering wheel. he's still standing There's others there huddled in the middle as though they were they were trying to keep each other warm It's almost as bright as daylight in here, bright enough to take photographs anyway. I wonder if any of the others have a camera. Possible. Father!
3: Where is the boy? I want him to help us get these pelts aboard. Tom, Tom, where is he? Sit down below for a minute. Hey, Fred, put a bit more effort into it, will you? doing a bit, you boy. He's supposed to be watching the moorings. He'll get a taste of my boot when we get on board. Martin, where are you? I'm up here, Skipper. What are you doing up there? Get yourself down here right now. I must come up
2: here and see what I found. The damn that kid.
3: Come down here, I say. Please come and look. I found a complete ship, of Viking ship. So What? Get down here and lend a hand with his pelts, do you? What did he say, his
2: hound? Oh, some stupid nonsense about a Viking ship. Ah, oh, good, he's, he's
3: coming down. Uh, I have a good mind to fine him for this. Dedication of duty, that's what I call it.
2: <laughs> Dereliction of duty, you mean, Skipper? I
3: speak English my way, and you
2: speak it yours. Okay, oh, you're the boss, Skipper. You, you
3: must come up and take a look, Skipper, it's...
2: It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, so will the bruises be on your backside if you're not careful. You grab
3: a hold of these pelts here and start pulling, boy. I'll talk to you later about this. It's the ice. It's the ice. It's it's beginning to crack. Hurry. Let's get these pelts on, boys. Please. Uh, (laughs) Don't look back, Tim. Just keep pulling. Come on, boys. Not much farther to go.
1: We pushed, pulled, and heaved at the huge mound of bloodied field belt. The ice under our feet shuddered. I looked back up at the peak. It split almost down the middle like the first cut of the knife in a wedding cake. The nearest portion seemed to waver, balancing. And suddenly it collapsed. swung outwards and crumbled into an avalanche, which swept down the slope towards us. We were only a few yards of the ship.
3: Leave the pouch! Get on board! I don't need
1: telling twice! Come on, Tim! We dropped our burden and ran for it. We reached the deck in good time and looked back. The avalanche sank heaven was losing its impotence on the gradual slope. It the pelts, pushed them.
2: Some work for us. Huh? I don't like the look of the other half of that peak. It's got Hey. Hey, hey what's that? There,
1: I can see it all. It's a Viking ship. It must have been locked in the ice for centuries. Gee.
2: It ain't very big, is it? It's not much bigger than our whale chaser. It's a miracle. A miracle. It's a pity we can't go and take a closer look, Tom. What? Right with the rest of the peak ready to collapse on top of it, you'll have to be crazy. I know my history, and what's in that ship is worth a million times more than those, those sea pelts. What do you mean, kid?
1: Come with me and I'll show you. What is it? Pressure or something? No, nothing like that. It's, it's evidence that'll change a myth into a fact. Has anyone got a camera so we can take a picture of it? The skipper's got one.
3: Hey, you! I think it's safe now for us to get those
1: pelts.
3: Skipper! And young Tim, borrow your camera. Come on, Norie, come on, let's get
2: those pets. <laughs> Seems you're out of luck. Forget it. And let's get the job done before
1: that peak collapses. We hopped over the side and ran across the ice. While the bundle was being dragged clear, I ducked away and ran off toward the Viking ship, which now stood out clear and stark against the white background of the overhanging peak. That was crazy, I know. But my curiosity overcame any fear. I'd actually reached the wooden longship when they missed me.
3: I ignored their
1: shouts and gingerly stepped on board, lost completely in the wonderment of the moment. Close to me, hunched on his rowing bench, sat a fur-clad warrior. His skin was frost-blackened, but otherwise perfectly preserved. It was as though he had died in his sleep. Eyes closed and at peace. Lying in the center section was a battle axe, which I picked up. I counted forty-five men and eight women. Then I turned to the huddle group in the center. There were eight of them, four men and four women. I gazed at their hooked noses and high cheekbones. At first I thought them to be Eskimos. But I pulled aside their stiff fur cloaks. Hey
3: come here, you damn fool! Can you hear me? Oh, never mind him! Let's get his pouch on board! If that peak collapses, he'll be killed, Skipper! That's his fault! Now, come on, here. But- Look, him, we can't just leave him up there. Why not? I didn't ask him to borrow. Look,
2: there's something up there that fascinates him. I'll go and get him. No, huh? first we get these pelts on board. Uh,
3: then, if you want to commit suicide, you can.
2: Okay, okay, I'll go along with that.
3: Right, now cut the rope, Freddy. That's it. Now throw them all in small bundles, uh, like this. Uh, I'll go with you, Tom. No, you won't. You stay here, Freddy. That's an order. Well, let me go instead of Tom. No, no, no. It's my responsibility. Now, shut
2: up, Fred, and keep working. All right. All right. This is the
3: last one, anyway. Okay, if I go now, Skipper. It isn't okay, but how can I stop you? Huh? <laughs> no, you
2: can't.
3: I'll see you later. Hey, Tom! Come back! You can't risk it now. The ice is starting to break up again. I won't be hard.
1: towards the Viking ship. I was oblivious to the danger above my head. The gigantic umbrella of ice shuddered and creaked. I closely examined the bodies and I was busy looking over the stores of dried food when I heard Tom shout. He was standing on a ledge of ice looking over the row of bronze shields at me.
3: Tim, What the devil do you think you're doing? Get out of there, but quick! Not yet, Tom. Come and take a look here. John stole the whole ice cap about it. Come down around here, Tom.
1: You must come and look, please. Is there
3: nothing we can do to save it? Oh, that
1: kid's gone
3: crazy.
1: Look, do you realize the value of this find? It'll, it'll settle a lot of historical arguments, and obviously oh, shut up and get wise to yourself. Are you trying to get us both killed? Uh, we must find a way of saving the ship, Tom. Look at it. I him. ain't looking at anything. Are you coming with me, or do I have to carry you? Float, I wonder. If we could throw it back... All right, you ask for it.
2: Now maybe you'll do as
1: you're told. He's heavy. The poor kid must have gone off his head.
2: It's As though this old hulk has bewitched him. Better step on it. This bird's gonna fall apart any minute.
1: they ready to be launched. I stared, transfixed, for what seemed like an hour. Then I turned and ran to the wheelhouse. Skipper! Skipper, please let me
3: have your camera before it's too late! Get out of my sight, boy! What do you think you are, Let me Please, this is important! Stand below, would you? You hear
1: me, boy? I turned away from the wheelhouse and looked out across the chill water. From the corner of my eye, I could see Fred, Snorri, and Tom Brewer looking out over the rail too. Slowly, the Viking ship slipped forward from its icy perch, and gathering momentum, it fell and hit the water. I held my breath as it floated, proud, as it had a thousand years ago, its tattered sail hanging limply. To my horror, I saw it settle lower in the water, and the bow suddenly rose up, And the whole ship gently and soundlessly slid out of sight below the icy sea. I continued to stare until Tom came up and slapped me on the back. Ah,
3: well, uh, you've
2: you've come out of your trance. Would it have been worth dying for? No, not worth dying for, but it's not uncommon, you know. Plenty of ships, even modern ones, have been trapped in the ice before now. They come to the same end.
1: I remember one time
2: a couple of years ago... You don't ago.
1: understand, do you, Tom? Huh? This one was different. Different? What way? Did you see the faces of those men and women? The ones huddled together in the middle where I was standing when you came aboard. Oh, sorry, kid.
2: I was only interested in getting you off there. Well, what about them? They were Indians.
1: American Indians. Not, not Eskimos. I looked closely at their dress yes. under the fur capes. Well, what about it? So they were Indians. But don't you see, Tom? If we could have preserved that ship or at least taken photographs, we could have proved that it was the Vikings who discovered America, not Columbus.
2: (laughs) Who cares who found America? Does it make any difference? There's
1: a lot of people who'd like to know the truth, Tom. And you didn't even think. The Indian had come from, by their dress. They were Tuscaroras, who had once lived in the area now known as New York. But though I knew this to be true, making others believe me was a different matter. I was laughed at and told I was a charlatan trying to make a name for myself. In the end, I gave up. This is the first time in 50 years I've told the story. Is produced by Anne Fried and directed by Henry Diffenthal.
0: So, this is the Dr. Harold Miniature Collectibles paid read. Is that what we're calling it? Okay, here we go. Dr. Harold, noted professor of collectibles with a PhD in Funko, has gathered the best of the best collections and collectibles in one online store. For the collector, Dr. Harold has action figures from McFarlane, Mezco, NECA, Marvel, DC, Bandai, and Ninja Turtles, plus Pokemon cards, retro toys, Dragon Ball Z, G.I. Joe, Mandalorian, Star Wars, Star Trek, Game of Thrones, Power Rangers, Strange Things, Rick and Morty, Transformers, Magic the Gathering, John Wick, Harry Potter, Indiana Jones. <gasps> oh boy, that's a lot. Also, board games, card games, and for those mystically inclined, tarot cards. Dr. That's DrHerald.MyShopify.com. That's DRHarold.myshopify.com. Dr. Harold played varsity for the University of Retail Therapy, so he knows... What sports fans want bobbleheads, Panini baseball cards, and collectibles for the NFL, the NBA, and the soccer leagues. Just just go now. DrHarold.myshopify.com. harold.myshopify.com You're gonna love that new stuff is added all the time. So the treasure hunt for you can continue. Dr. Harold's miniatures and collectibles online. Doctor